Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacrediconpodcast, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacrediconpodcast and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. you jackal snipers out there blat blat you just respond back to the sacred icon checkpoint where we flood you with all things halo welcome back to episode 99 and it's about dang time almost near an episode 100 can you guys believe that but before we get there we are here today to talk some more halo i'm your co-host that dang old jovial Joshua Hargis. Joining with me as always is my buddy, my pal, my friend, the Fred Flintstone to my Barney, I forget his last name, <laughs> Brian Arvett. And joining us for the first time is one of our friends and very own sacred boys, Kevin Benson. Kevin, welcome to the show, buddy. Yay! Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, we're so glad to have you here, man. Yeah. Uh, this is this is Kevin Benson. He's been a pat- big patron supporter for a while. We finally got him on here to have an episode and uh you know the cool thing is we, we we've, we've seen kevin around we've been shouting him out on the patron for a while but we really haven't got to know him uh as well so we're going to get to do that here we're going to talk about what uh is important to him in the halo universe what he thinks of infinite it's gonna be really exciting man you, yeah. you got to be on here in episode 99 that's kind of special oh uh, exactly i was just i was thinking i was like oh they're gonna give me an episode 100 and i was like oh no that's too special of an episode there <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, no, man, no, that's cool though. You'll be like, I got there, came mm-hmm. in right there. I was, clutch, I was right, right there, there, right up next to that right one. There, yeah. yeah, that's awesome, man. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so actually, I just to kind of flex a little bit of. Usually, me and Josh try not to talk about ourselves too much, but we're actually really curious. So, how did you find Sacred Icon, and like, how did that go down? So, like, uh, I was trying to find something to listen to at work just to help me uh, get the time go by faster, and I was listening to music for like a long time, but I was like, God, this is just not it. Like, just listening mm-hmm. to the same music over and over it can get really exhausting. So I started yeah. like looking at like podcasts and stuff, and then I started with these uh, these other guys, and then they're like good, and then I found out about you guys. I just saw it on there on Spotify. That's where I listen to it at. Oh, nice. And then. Um, 
yeah, I just like I saw you guys had like a buttload of episodes. So I was like, oh yes, this is the cream of the crop right here. <laughs> I don't know. It must have been like shoot, I don't know, maybe four months ago, five maybe, oh about four months ago or so when I first listened to you guys. But uh, it was like the first episode you guys had Justin on there. I really, really liked that oh. episode. It was really funny. It was like one of your guys' first five episodes. I remember a joke in there. <sighs> yeah. uh, you and or Brian and Justin were having a debate on if it's GIF or GIFs. And then <laughs> yeah. I, maybe uh, it was it was just so funny because uh, you were like, uh, oh, is it, it's GIF, it's GIF. And then Justin said, uh, oh, you can say, oh, he's like, oh, that poor dog or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm glad you brought up that part, not the part where me and uh, Justin were completely dogging Mike Coulter back then. I feel so bad about that. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, hilarious. No, it's funny because, uh, you know, ahead, uh, here I am going on it again. But I'm starting to just accept that I might as well just say GIF because, you know, the the, the guy who created the, the GIF, he says he says that he meant it to be pronounced GIF, so that's kind of why I always went with it. But everyone's like, Brian, that's, that's stupid. No. What does Erica GIF. say on that? What does she say? Does she say GIF? Um, I don't think she has a hard and fast, but I think she is also GIF. I think it's okay. just me. Okay. But oh well, well that's great. Yeah. So okay. So that's that pretty up, cool. Kevin. So you said you just came in like four months ago, Kevin. Yeah, about yeah, about there. I feel like that's where everybody's at who listens to podcasts. Like, please just help help me get through work. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, so have you listened to every episode already? <laughs> uh, no, I'm like that's a lot. Because uh, mm-hmm. I skipped around a lot. I'm yeah. Like just starting from the beginning, I'm at like close to fifty, but then I like I went oh. to the top, and then I'm like I listened to like every episode with the Act Man and stuff that you guys had. That's crazy, you guys have the Act Man in here. You guys are really making big moves out here. Oh, uh, I really uh, appreciate man. that. Yeah, some people, yeah. you know, we've got lots of people on here, but every now and then we'll get somebody who goes, "How in the hell did you get Act Man? What did you get him?" <laughs> so. We're just that lucky. Was, that was amazing. It really was. And honestly, just talking to him before and after recording, like he was genuinely like super laid back, super chill. And a really cool guy. Really cool guy. Yeah, it's really cool. We've had Actman, we've had Hidden Xperia, Haruspis, Halo Cannon, Late Night Gaming. We really want to get um, Uber Nick on sometime would be good too. Yeah, He's one of the bigger great. ones that we haven't got, but uh yeah, it's awesome so, to hear okay. that story because uh, man, uh, it takes me back because I re- I think I know which one you were talking about. I wanna say it was the a Halo 5 retrospective. I could be yep. wrong. I think okay. that's correct. Yep, I think that's it. And you guys are yeah, talking that... about like ranked Halo 2 and how the, it was better back then and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that's Good so time, cool to man. hear that. I, I appreciate always hearing about the older episodes, too. And I'll make sure I'm actually going to see Justin tomorrow, so I'll pass that along and tell him that. So it's funny because, really cool. uh, you know, when you're when you're some when you're the listener, like for me, for instance, when Josh introduced me to a Star Wars podcast we've mentioned before called Blue Harvest, and I went back and listened to their like original opinions of what they thought would happen in Force Awakens before it came out. And when you're listening to it, it sounds so live and so right there that it feels like you're 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 like with those people, you know what I mean, in the podcast. And then you realize like, oh that's actually like a four year old podcast. Or like the one we did with Halo Five was two years ago. So that's really cool. I think the worst thing um, about listening to a an, a podcast is like when you like it the best things are obviously, you know, without mentioning but like the worst things are when you completely like disagree with something and you can't like interject right there. So you just they just keep talking as you're listening. Yeah. So that's always yeah, no, always absolutely. crosses my mind. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So Kevin, tell us when uh, like how did you first get into Halo? When how old were you? How were you introduced? 
So I started with Halo 2. I was roughly around four, maybe five when I started playing Halo. Oh, nice. Um, Very yeah, young. so it was Halo 2. Um, so you guys know how it is. Like whenever you're younger, you like see like older like older kids and stuff, and you think they're just like the coolest things in the world. Yep. Uh, yeah. So it started in my. Uh, it would have been my auntie's basement, and then it was me and a bunch of my cousins there and stuff. My older cousins, and then we're just playing split screen Halo Two. And I remember we were doing like a tournament. Of it was just like a split screen two v two tournament we were doing. And then I just remember it being remember it being so cool being together with them, you know, playing with all of them because they're all older and stuff. I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Aww, we were playing so, yeah, uh, Ascension awesome. on Halo Two. That's the one with like the like the weird pyramid thing in the middle, right? Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. We were playing that map. I remember we for whatever reason for the longest time we always called that uh, map Power Tower because of the Power one tower. that yeah because of the main <laughs> little tower that's up there. Yeah. And then we would just like hold down like hold that down up there, and I just remember being. So so cool um you always remember you don't remember a lot from when you're younger but you always remember things that are like impactful on you and you don't know it then and that's definitely a really big memory that i had uh like i remember my dad was there watching and like he was like putting money down and stuff like on me and my it was my godfather (laughs) we were playing together and stuff and i'm pretty sure we ended up winning i'm pretty sure we ended up winning oh yeah that's cool Uh, man yeah there's uh you know those memories that's why I, I love my parents for for really putting the effort forward to make memories for me because as I've said in this podcast a dozen times uh, my, my one of my favorite top five memories of my entire life was when my parents surprised me with an Xbox and Halo 2 and I remember the day vividly and I will never forget it I will be 70 years old and be like man that was a good day I'll never um, forget it either Brian <laughs> like I wasn't there, but I live vicariously through you. Um, but no, Kevin. So you started with Halo Two. So would you say you were you're more of a campaign or a multiplayer guy? And then how long before you played Halo One? Um, I'm more of a campaign guy, but I'm definitely really sweaty for the multiplayer too. Like I'll definitely yeah. I, I take the most yeah. talk in the campaign. That's like where you get to see like all the stuff that you can't see in the multiplayer, like the NPCs, you know, like all the set piece environments and yeah. whatnot. Um, Absolutely. So it's definitely campaign first, but I definitely really grind out the multiplayer. And then for when I first started playing Halo One, I actually started with the the anniversary when that originally came out. Oh, nice. Did so did you play? You probably played new graphics, didn't you? Uh, yes. When I first got it, I must have been around ten or eleven when I got it, and I just me being that young, I thought the older graphics looked just trash. Uh, but of course, now of course, but playing normal. playing it now. I'm like going back and it's a whole different thing like it's they weren't I mean they obviously did a great job with it but it wasn't true to the to how it actually was and when I'm playing it now I usually play it with the OG graphics yeah I mean I think I think that's fair like I think both points are fair like the the new graphics are not really faithful to the old ones and that's why so many people have an issue with it especially after Halo 2 anniversary came out and proved that it could be done in a way that was honoring that original stuff but at the same time there's some people who prefer the new graphics and there's some people like yourself who started with it and that ends up being their favorite which it sounds like it's not your favorite but and I, I just think I wish the community was a little more accepting of that because I know it's not the original graphics, and I know it's not necessarily faithful, but if someone makes their memories with that, it's still, and that's their favorite, you know, that's their preference, it's still a good thing, but uh, that's yeah, cool, man, so you play Kevin, Halo Combat real quick, Brian, hang on. Yeah, go One ahead. Second. No, Kevin, I was going to ask you, actually, like, um, in the times that you've replayed Halo Combat Evolved, uh, do you, are you at a point now where you feel nostalgic for those, like, anniversary graphics uh, at all? Or? No. No, <laughs> I don't feel like that to it. Uh <laughs> 
I almost feel like I can just almost relate to people who like I hear saying about oh OG Halo One, OG Halo One. Like I like because I'm such a Halo fan, I can kind of like recognize what they're talking about. You know, like mm-hmm. the soundtrack that I gave is so good. Like in so uh, good. Silent Cartographer, when you're coming out from under, like to hear that, you just hear that guitar going going crazy when you're coming out of there. Hell yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I don't think people give younger people credit enough. And when I say that, I'm looping in me and Josh as well. Like, for instance, me and Josh know how great the original Star Wars movies are. And we can say that, you know, uh, you know, it's like, Josh, you, you like Return of the Jedi more than you like, well, any of the sequels, for instance. Yeah. And you can, definitely. Josh can, Josh can admire, or me and Josh, we can admire the quality and the impact of the original Star Wars films, even though we weren't alive to experience them in their heyday. You know, it's just like you, like you can, you're saying that you're almost nostalgic for the old graphics, even though you started with the new. I think that makes sense. I think as time goes on and we mature and we get older and we understand like the impact and the way things were, we can kind of retroactively put ourselves back in that spot. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, did you play, did you play Halo 2 and then the next Halo you played was 1 or did you play other Halos before, between those? Uh, yes. So I played them all chronologically. Um, okay. so I played Halo 2 and the next one was Halo 3. I played that one. Um, that's Halo Three is definitely a really awesome game too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Josh's favorite. A lot of love for Halo Three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get, it's funny how much nostalgia I have over Halo Two, and the nostalgia always makes me think Halo Two is my favorite Halo overall. But then I think, man, the hype going into Halo Three, nothing beats it, nothing tops it, and just the experience of playing it and how good of a product it was. They're, they're in like two different spheres for me, despite being the same franchise. It's just yeah, I interesting. Feel, I feel I mean, obviously it sounds kind of full of myself, but I feel really objective when I talk about this because Halo Two is my favorite Halo bar none. But I feel like Halo Three was just a better package. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like Halo Three was just Halo Three just delivered in every way, where Halo Two, you know, it, it didn't as much. It didn't satisfy in all the same ways and have as many features. So Halo You're Three just kind Halo, of feels like the, Halo Three blew you away, but not Halo Two. Well, Halo Two blew it way more, <laughs> but Halo Three is like you got to be objective with it sometimes, and I just feel like that's the game that like every not just Halo as a franchise, other games and other uh, franchises should aspire to be what Halo Three was. A game that was satisfying in its story, its campaign, its co-op, its multiplayer, its forge, its theater. I mean, it came out working. The graphics were really nice at the time. The music True. was. T- I mean, it's like. I guess it's hard to say any game is a 10-10, but it's almost like, what more do you expect from Halo 3? I mean, for me personally, I would have liked the story to be a little more like Halo 2's, where it's like got a lot more going on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those are nitpicks. Well, so. What's your favorite out of the two, Kevin? You oh, like Halo, Halo 2, hands Halo down. 2. Halo down. 2. Awesome. Hell yeah. Just, like, uh, the soundtrack in that game is the best. Uh, yeah. It just... Yeah, just everything about that game was just, so, like, so perfect, you know, like the atmosphere, you know... Like, a lot of people say they don't like the Arbiter missions, and a lot of them, like, some of the Arbiter missions are kind of rough, but I always kind of see it as, like, he's the Arbiter, you know, he's supposed to be sent on these missions, like, to die. That's, like, kind of how I see it, you know? So that's, that's good point. How, how I rationalize those missions being as, as bad as they were. Yeah, it's actually a very no, good totally. Point. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so you've played, obviously, I'm sure you've played all the Halo games so far, correct? Yep. What is your... Well, give us what's your least favorite Halo game? My least favorite Halo game, probably. Mm, put them on the it's spot. It's either maybe Halo Five, maybe Halo Four. I'm just leaning okay. a little more towards Five. 
scored five. Okay. And what what for you made it your least favorite? Um, just just the campaign, just the campaign of that. Basically, the the art style, the art style mm-hmm. really really derived from you know, or it didn't derive from like the older games that really did take that, that inspiration style into place. Yep, right. When you See, were, were you following yeah. Halo Five's like marketing up before the game, or were you kind of like going into it fresh? Yeah, see, going into Halo 5, I didn't really... Like, I've seen, like, the trailers and stuff, like, with Locke pointing at Master Chief and then Master Chief at Locke and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Like, at the time, so I must have been, like, 14 or something around the time. I'm not really paying too much attention to that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm the kind of person that, like, hype really hits me right when I'm about to get, like, to play the game or it's, like, yeah. right around the corner. That's when Definitely hype really that. hits me. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, yeah so because that's that's the interesting thing is like it seems it's it's, it's funny because you have a lot of the same opinions that the general older Halo base does, but going by what you said, you're you're what twenty twenty one years old. Right? I'm twenty. Yep. Twenty. Yeah. So you're twenty, and like even though like because you know a lot of us a lot of times we talk about how these games are impressionable to us, like the reason that they're so important to us is because of the memories and nostalgia of the of the time when we were a certain age, but you kind of almost would have still been impressionable when Halo 5 came out, you know, being 14 years old, and it still didn't land with you as, like, one of your best experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. at the time when I beat the campaign, when I beat Halo 5's campaign, I didn't feel like I did, like, when I played Halo 2. Like, at the time, I'm not, like, uh, I don't have a microscope up to it saying, like, oh, this was yeah. this, this was that. It was, like, after year, years after when I, like, saw videos on YouTube saying, like, this about it and, like, this, this, and I was like, kind of like, oh, yeah, like, that campaign really wasn't it. But right when I beat it, I didn't get the vibe that that was, like, really, like, one of the best campaigns. I didn't get that at all. Yeah. Did you like the multiplayer? The multiplayer was, it, it was good for sure. That's yeah. the only thing that puts, puts it why I was debating on Halo 4 and Halo 5 because Halo 4's multiplayer I'm not a huge fan of it it just feels like just uninspired and then just like the gameplay in general kind of almost feels like that in Halo 4 I do love the Halo 4 campaign but just like the Spartan abilities in Halo 5 and stuff it, it feels really smooth yeah, that, that's something that I've I've come to learn. Like, I think I've probably come to learn this after starting Sacred Icon. I think it really took me a long time to realize. Like, I loved Halo Four. I thought Halo Four had a great campaign, great story, and the multiplayer. While it being, you know, probably bottom for the series, it was still enjoyable. So overall, I just saw Halo Four as a mostly great package. But people kept talking about, oh, the gameplay in Four is bad, or the sandbox is bad. And I just kept like, I, it always kind of like didn't like land with me. I'm like, what are they talking about? You know, it's typical Halo. You know, uh, grenades and, and and melee and weapons, and you go through missions. I'm like, how is it not? What's any different than the other Halos? But as I've heard that more and I've played the game more, Halo 4 sandbox and it's it, the feeling of it when you play it, the sounds of the weapons, the the sandbox, the levels, the design, the gameplay itself doesn't feel as I don't like the other Halo games. It doesn't feel as tight, as good as it doesn't have that weight and feeling. Even like when I get to Halo 5. And I start like jumping off stuff and clambering and and moving around. I feel so much more weighty, you know. I feel so much more like I in control of my character. I don't know. So for yeah, it, it definitely did lack in in some gameplay aspects as well. Um, but I still do love that story. Um, so what what do you think of uh, ODST, Kevin? Was this one? I kind of want to go through all these different Halos. See what you think of. Them. Um, yeah, I liked ODST. Um, I love the ODST. 
the campaign was solid in it. I mean, it was just a copy and paste of Halo 3, so obviously it wasn't anything, like, too crazy. I don't really remember, like, playing it for the first time when I was younger and stuff. Because yeah. I would I would have been pretty young at the time, but I do I did own the game though I do remember that. Um, just the atmosphere in there was really nice. Um, oh yeah. Um, a lot of people like the Mombasa levels. I personally myself am not a huge fan of them. Just I I like the like the atmosphere of them and stuff, but there's mm-hmm. always just like feels like there's nothing going on. You know, there's not a whole lot to interact with, and overall. I li- I do like Halo Three. The soundtrack in there is definitely really good. I remember the yeah. uh, whenever you're on the NMPD headquarters on top, that mm-hmm. skyline when you're shooting out and all those banshees and stuff. That soundtrack goes crazy in that game. <laughs> it slaps. Yeah, hell yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. No, I get that. There's uh, definitely hey. a part of me that like when I played ODST for the first time was like I kind of found it a bit lifeless, and I know why it was supposed to be, but I didn't in the moment. You know, I had to do the lore digging and stuff, and then it made a little bit more like retroactive sense to me. But I was kind of like, nah. I kind of, I kind of enjoy how the most Halos have you kind of going everywhere, and you know, and sometimes you're messing with Covenant stuff. Whereas in this, you know, it's all on Mombasa, so it's kind of stationary in that way. But I love it. But it definitely took me a little bit to kind of come around to it for sure. Okay, yeah. So we had ODST, and 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 then after that comes out comes reach were you like prepped for reach's launch or like were you waiting for that or is it something you got after it came out um i didn't get it right away when it came out if i remember correctly um but i do remember um playing that i had a blast with that one um i always thought it was just so cool how you could create your spartan and then play with him in the campaign and see him through all the cutscenes and stuff yeah that Um, was so special i was surprised by them being able to be in cutscenes. Mm-hmm. I and the customization that, was just so it was so in depth in that game and uh, it's probably it's the best out of the series in my opinion absolutely oh, hell customization is yeah. top tier and everything looked good in that game there was no Spartan that looked weird they all looked like they fit you know mm-hmm. um, point, there's been plenty so, of times Brian's told me that uh, Brian, like I remember one time talking to Brian I was like man this was like way back before the podcast and I was like I hate Halo Force customization and then I'd get to 5 and I was like five's a little better but I still don't like all this stuff. And Brian was like, well, I think the best was in Reach. And I was like, I don't know. I think it was better when it was simpler in Halo 3. And he's like, I think the stuff in Reach was actually not that bad, Josh. And I thought about it. And I was like, I hate that he's right, but he's right. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, I definitely see it now. So yeah, In your defense, Josh, you, you were kind of MIA around Reach's time. I was. I definitely was. Yeah. I definitely was. But you guys are right. Yeah. You guys are right. It's the best. Um, yeah, so then here's what I'm really interested in, Kevin. So we talk about, you know, you got into, you, you first got into Halo with Halo 2 when you were young, and then you played Halo 1 with Anniversary, um, and then, you know, you said Halo 5 wasn't really your favorite. So when it's 2015 and you play Halo 5 and, you know, it's not really your favorite and not too happy with it, what do those next six years look like for you as a Halo fan? Were you still pretty engaged with Halo, like playing the games or reading the books or the community, or were you kind of just interested in other things for those last six years? Um, so I've kind of still been into Halo. These last couple of years, anyway, have been really long waiting for Halo Infinite. But, mm-hmm. um, I got, I played all, like, all the Halos, except for, uh, Spartan Strike. That's the only one I haven't played. Um, oh, so I had Halo Wars 2. I played that for a while. Nice. It, it was, it was fun. Um, I guess just over the, like, past two years has kind of been long but it's kind of been on that same thing where it'll it'll be here just wait for it because now it's like under a month and we're already about to play it so i just kind of just just 
just keep keeping busy with other games and whatnot. You know, I big Gears of War fan. I've played a lot of Gears and stuff. So nice. Oh, nice. How do you feel about Judgment, man? Because I've been trying to play through that and it's rough. It's kind of rough. I don't like how they changed it up a lot. Um, just like with regards of how you you can only carry on to two weapons, and it's like it's like they try to modernize it. Like you press Y and it changes your weapons and stuff. Yeah, um, but it's okay. I mean, they have some fun gameplay elements in there. Who's your favorite character in the Gear series? Do you have one? Um, probably uh, Benjamin Carmine. Probably Benjamin Carmine. Carmine. Nice. Yep. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Benjamin like Carmine. The, is that the Gears Two one? Yep. Yep. That's okay. yep. That's oh, probably yeah, my that's favorite sad. character. Yeah. Was Anthony the first one? I can't remember. Yep. He got shot okay. in the head. And then, yeah. Clayton lived the third one. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, that takes me back. Yeah, dude. That Gears Two moment always gets me. Uh, yeah. well, who's your favorite? Okay. Who's your favorite character in Halo, Kevin? And if it's Master Chief or Cortana, then who's your second or third? <laughs> uh, so my favorite would probably have to be Arbiter. I should have included nice, Arbiter in there. Nice. <laughs> or or Artas or Artas. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. uh, the Halfjaw, right? Halfjaw. Yeah, I always call him Artas, Badu, but yeah. just like, how do you even pronounce that without like making it sound dumb? I know, I, I haven't really tried too much. I probably would have said, like, Retos or something, but that doesn't sound good either. So, no, that's cool. Um, yeah, so then Halo, Halo Infinite, are you pretty stoked for that, man? Oh, yeah. I'm really, like, I've told my friends and, like, my some of my family members and stuff, like, whenever Halo Infinite comes out, don't try to get a hold of me. Don't message me. <laughs> my social life's going down the drain. It don't even matter. I just been telling, joking and growing and telling them that. Oh, yeah, I'd love to hear that. Absolutely, dude. No, I've, I've more or less told I've more or less told people the same thing. I requested the week off work for Halo Infinite coming out, and of course, I like to be like, well, you know, it's not just because I need it's not because I'm immature. I need to play a game. I also do the Sacred Icon podcast. And I need to have time to make sure we cover that. But no, really, it's just to play the game. Um, but no, I told my wife, I'm like, you know, when that game comes out. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing dishes, laundry. I'm not gonna take care of the dogs. I don't want to be. I don't want to do anything. Don't interrupt me. I'm probably gonna eat fast food for four days straight. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, I can't White wait for it. Room. But get out! Get out! Get out! Oh yeah, did you, the, my story. I've ever told it on the podcast my story of my my little brother Creighton. His favorite series of all time is the Elder Scrolls. Yep, he was yep. waiting I remember for... hearing that story, yes. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, long story short, just for people listening who didn't catch it, but long story short, he got Skyrim Legendary Edition at the midnight launch. I got my copy. We went home. We both went to our separate bedrooms to play Skyrim, and after I played for about an hour, I came out of the room, and I went into my brother's room just to ask him what he thought, and the second I opened the door, he goes, Get out! Get out! Get out! Get out! I've been waiting for this forever. Don't ruin this for me. Like, okay, man. Damn. So yeah. I love it. Uh, I can't make sure I don't do that to my. You are <laughs> Dragonborn. <laughs> um, yeah. So okay. So did what did you think? Let's take it. So let's go kind of go through the steps of Infinite here, getting to where we're at now, like the build up. When you first saw the Halo Infinite trailer in 2018, that would be the one where it's got the Warthog crossing the ring, and then you just see Chief's helmet. Did that like? Did that blow you away, or how'd you feel about that? Um, it was honestly when I first saw it. I knew the game was so far out, so I didn't take a huge amount of stock Same. into it. But whenever I, when I did see it, I thought I was like, "Oh, that looks cool." You know, I just it it just looks cool. That's just what I kind of like. Oh, it'll time. be 
cool to play someday, right? Because I kind of felt the same. Yeah, too. like that's you know who knows where I'll be at in life when when that comes out. Will I be in a walker? You know who knows. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I remember seeing that. Uh, it was so like then, coming coming sooner. It was just Halo Infinite or something. I was like, nice. Can't wait to yeah. Can't wait to play it someday. Wonder when that's gonna yeah. be. Yeah, like the whole entire Star Wars uh, sequel trilogy will have come and gone by then. We'll probably be onto another one. You know. Yeah. And yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then you go a year forward and we see the 2019 trailer that's got the pilot. And you seem to see Master Chief with the 117 on his chest and, and all that stuff for the first time. Did that get you more hyped? Were you more feeling it then? Uh, a little bit, yes. That's the one like where it like went into his visor, right? And he saw like all yeah. those yep, codes yep. and stuff going up. Yep. Yeah, I remember being a little hype at the time. I like watched breakdowns of it, and there was like dates and stuff in there, right? Like on his helmet, but not there was like actual there sayings and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there's so dates, I've, and it talked about, like, his update from, from Dr. Halsey and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I remember, like, seeing videos on that, and that got me a little hype, a little bit, but it's still kind of in the, in the same boat. Yeah, okay, awesome. So then so then we go around to another year forward, and, I mean, Josh and I started Sacred Icon just a little bit after that 2019 trailer, so now we've had, like, getting close to a year of doing Sacred Icon stuff when the 2020 thing drops, and then we see gameplay for the first time, and the general consensus was the game looked fun, but the graphics didn't look good enough. Uh, Josh was much more understanding with people about that, saying, like, yeah, the graphics need to be improved. And I was more like, I don't care about graphics. This game looks awesome. But then, obviously, in time, it's proven that, man, this game looks a lot better with some more time. But So when you saw that 2020 gameplay, did that get you really hyped and ready for this game? Were you, like, expecting it to come out and stoked? Or were you more like, this looks disappointing? Um, I, I was... I was still kind of in the same boat after watching it because I still knew we were kind of a while out potentially. But I remember watching it and I thought, man, this looks badass. Like, I didn't, I mean, the graphics to me didn't look bad after watching breakdowns and I stuff agree. I saw, like, with the clouds popping and stuff. I was like, okay, that obviously that needs to be fixed and stuff. But I definitely, I thought it looked badass all the way through. Yeah, yeah, we did too. If you if you ever listened to the episode, well, I said I think you did. If you said you were through fifty episodes, but the episode where we first reacted to seeing that, we were so so hyped to see that. Uh, what game. was your what was your reaction? Just really getting to see Delta Halo like that in the moment, and getting to see Chief like drive around it in that Warthog. Was that pretty hype? Yeah, I I thought that was really cool. Um, just being able to you know just to do whatever you know if you want to fly a wasp and go crash it into some brutes or you know go jack a banshee fly it all over the ring you can do whatever you want i always thought that was really cool oh um, yeah but um where was i gonna go with that <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you're good. yeah no uh they better add in um like with the because it's only rated for teen right um yeah one thing that kind of has me let down a little bit like if the game was mature i'd be a lot more hype because then they'd be able to have some flexibility like with, like with the flood and stuff and that's like a big thing why being on that ring is so hype you know just with the history it has with the flood and everything you know and only being teen are there is the flood not even going to be the game altogether or what's going to go on it's hard that? to say because you may be completely right but i'm under the impression that the ratings have changed enough over 20 years that you could do a lot with the flood in a teen rated game, and honestly, I wish I had I had looked this up ahead of time. But the Halo Wars Two DLC, Awakening the Nightmare, which brings back the flood, I wonder if that was rated M or if that was rated teen. Oh, I don't. If that know. was rated teen, then I think we're we're good. I, I feel like things are a lot more lenient in 2021 than they were in 2001. So I think they could probably pull off the flood uh, pretty well. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna ask both of you guys because I haven't talked to Brian about this uh, off air actually either, but. Um, 
I've noticed a little bit more in some of the clips for for Infinite's campaign, just a lack of like the blood, you know. And I know people just really miss like that Bungie era blood splatter that was like all over the place. Yeah, that's the, that's definitely something you don't get as much having a teen rating. Um, have you guys either? You guys noticed that? I'll start with you, Kevin. But have either of you guys noticed that? And also, like, what's your thoughts on that? Is that something that really matters to you in Halo, or not really at all? Um, it doesn't matter incredibly, like just for like multiplayer speaking anyway but Mm -hmm. if like you're in the campaign and you're really just messing around and like you're just sitting there shooting a dead brute and there's like barely any blood coming out of him or it splatters off him but there's like it disappears after like a second or something that could be it's a bigger issue in the campaign right for sure but it's not like a huge deal breaker or anything to me no i get that i think i'm pretty similar what about you brian yeah no i i think uh i would like to you know have a decent amount of blood splatter and stuff just because that's what I'm used to from Halo but I mean for me ultimately I don't think the team thing is going to really affect my enjoyment of the game I know a lot of people really wanted to be rated M but I don't I know Halo is always to me every Halo game should have been rated team I mean nothing they don't cuss much there's no sexual stuff there's you know the violence is usually kind of comical in some way you know with grunts flying across just thinking of all the horror aspects it goes into like those aliens vibes you get so no, absolutely. So, so then when it gets delayed a couple months later, does that bum you out pretty bad, Kevin? Or, um, a little bit, yes, but then not really ultimately because I was already in the mode of I already have to wait. You know, what's the big deal? You know, I still have all these other Halos I can play, and yeah. you know, this all this other stuff I can do these games and stuff. So, ultimately, I knew it was going to be good for the game because uh, what happened with Cyberpunk that was crazy. So, yeah, yeah, that was heartbreaking. Broke my yeah, heart. Josh man. was really looking forward to that one. Yeah, I heard yeah. it on previous episodes. Josh was talking <laughs> about it, and this was after. And I was like, oh, you don't know what's coming, Josh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, if only you could go into the mic and go back, go into the headset and go back and tell Josh, no, Josh, no. Yeah. Don't get excited, Josh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. They, have, they managed to dodge a bullet by not you know not releasing it last year and probably having similar issues to cyberpunk that's going to forever be an industry well, thing that people look at i was gonna say it's interesting right because it almost makes you wonder how many not just infinite but how many games might have been affected because of cyberpunk it's almost like cyberpunk was the kid in class that vomited and every other kid just skidded out you know with their uh with their desks and just got away from them because it, no one wanted to have yeah, that kind I don't of want to be associated yeah exactly so it, Makes you wonder, like, would they have still tried to push for Infinite to come out sooner than now if if Cyberpunk hadn't had the issues, or you know, some of the other games? I remember getting to the beginning of the year, and the the team developing that Harry Potter game was like, "Yep, twenty twenty two already." Don't think that's so, that's gone. See yeah, ya. like Makes we were thinking wonder. about, you know, we were thinking about releasing this Hogwarts it? game. Give you something to think about. <laughs> Uh, we're thinking about releasing this Hogwarts game, but the wands really don't work, and Harry's face is like sludging down his chin. But since we still have Cyberpunk, I think maybe we'll fix it. So, oh man. Uh, but yeah, so okay, so then we get into this year, and and you know the hype's building. Where there's Inside Infinites and stuff that's trying to that's showing us you know new screenshots and giving us new information. And then we finally get to E3 this year, and we get to see the multiplayer in action for the first time, and a really cool campaign trailer that introduces the weapon, which was shocking to us because we didn't think they'd show something that big so cool uh, before launch mm-hmm. and now they've shown us even more of course but uh what did you think of that multiplayer when you saw it kevin and have you played the technical previews at all uh yeah i i was able to get into the big team battle uh fight that nice. They had. nice nice uh, nice nice it was really fun 
it was really fun just all the sandbox elements that you can like interact with and do one thing that they have to add is with the ski where he like pins guys up against the wall that would be so cool everybody would love that i was gonna say i remember seeing a lot of people say like why doesn't it do that and people were wanting that so bad and i thought that would be really cool to see the goofy ragdoll physics in that especially for like you know just taking pictures and like theater and stuff like that whenever that comes out like that just sounds like a art in of itself yeah like they just have like uh like uh spartans pinned on the wall to spell out something you know yeah merry christmas stupid merry Merry christmas there you go yes there you go (laughs) yeah there you go um yeah, so th- coming away from that flight and playing that multiplayer, do you see it as something that's going to be one of your top multiplayers, Kevin, or do you see it as like, I mean, does, was there stuff you didn't like about it, or is it pretty solid to you? Um, thinking on it now, um, I think it was pretty solid through and through. Um, a lot of people say they didn't like the sidekick uh, just because like, it seemed like weak or inconsistent, but mm-hmm. I think it's all, I think it's fine. I like it because it's, the sidekick you know it's not gonna dominate be your main weapon it was like really good but i really like the sidekick um i wasn't a huge fan of the pulse carbine though i was not a big fan of that at all me neither i i don't like that i really miss the carbine i really just miss the traditional carbine i feel like i'll never pick up the pulse carbine like i'll have like an empty pistol and i'll see a full pulse carbine i'm like nah i'll just melee people we'll see he was (laughs) using it whoever oh miranda was using that in that ign video to take down, uh, oh god, I can't remember the character's name now, but it was that brute sub boss or whatever, and like it was draining his shields quite significantly. But I was like, this is the coolest the weapon has been because anytime I've used it, I'm like, I can't wait to find another weapon because I'm going to drop this instantly. And I think that's something I missed about Halo Five. I could be in the minority. I'll, I'm curious to know what you think, Kevin. But it felt like every weapon in Halo Five sandbox actually had some different use. Like it felt useful. I didn't. I never felt like super weak for having a weapon that somebody else you know didn't have even if they had a better weapon like using some of the Promethean weapons I still felt like were pretty useful how'd you feel about the weapons in that game Halo 5 yeah uh, they all felt really nice coming from Halo 4 I forgot who it was it might have been late night gaming who said it on one of his videos but he said that uh, they said like the weapons in Halo 5 felt like they're all like they're all OP like they all can do you know some big damage and like get kills like really easily which could kind of like be like a bad thing because like maybe some weapons aren't meant to do something like that you know they should just mm-hmm. like fill a specific role so i kind of felt that um but at the same time the weapons in halo 5 did feel really nice though yeah no i could see i think they're pulling i think they're pulling more lessons from five than people are giving them credit for like halo 5 definitely has influenced the direction well it's influenced the direction of infinite and how much they don't want to make it like five but also how much they do the the competitive nature and the movement and the speed from five is definitely coming over into infinite i feel so well yeah kevin uh what did you you said you played big team the big team battle flight and stuff like that um, how was what were your first impressions going into that? Did they kind of meet your expectations? Did they exceed it? You know, compared to previous uh, big team battles, what were your thoughts on it? Um, the big team battle was was good. It wasn't like crazy or anything, and um, I suppose we'll have to have a better sample size when it does come out, like uh, on different maps and stuff to yeah really see how the sandbox does in different environments and stuff. But I liked it. Overall, it was really good. I really love having the AI. The AI is so cool. Whenever you get a kill, they're just like in your ear, like, oh, you know. Yeah, you did such a good job just cheering you on and shit. Yeah. 
<laughs> like yeah, it was hard like, watching how brutal that was spartan or something like that yeah yeah, yeah i love some of the phrasings they get what was the one that it got revealed wasn't it mr chief i think in one of the ign videos i think yeah mr chief and also yeah. the superintendent from odst is going to be one is oh no shit that i didn't system? know oh that's dope. yeah i yeah, like so that'd that be cool now they got a lot of you know the, the customization and the features suite in halo infinite is looking really good and obviously that's it needs to be because of their battle pass and free-to-play structure yeah um well, let me yeah, ask you another cool. question yeah, real quick, I, Kevin. Real quick, Brian, before yeah, I forget. Um, yeah, so, Kevin, I know you said you, you like to get sweaty with some of the multiplayer and stuff like that. Remember how in Halo 5, how, like, the beginning of every match, to have, like, the you know the camera would focus on, like, the rockets or, like, the, whatever the power weapon or where the camo was? You know, you know how it doesn't really do this now, seemingly? Uh, how, do you, how do you think you're going to feel? I think, Brian, kind of asked you this already, but, like, do you think... Do you think um, this multiplayer has a chance, just in general, like, to really kind of overtake... Um, like in esports, even the competitive scene in general, do you think it's got a chance to really take over and be seen like as as one of the better competitive multiplayer halos? Um, yeah, I'd like to think so. Um, I'm just like the gameplay felt really nice. Um, one thing I did notice whenever I was playing Halo Infinite, um, whenever I would play, whenever I used to play Halo Five, I would mm-hmm. always like when I'm about to die, I'd always like thrust to the right or left. And I got caught with my pants down a handful of times in Halo Infinite <laughs> trying to do that when I'm almost dead. Yes! Like, it doesn't do yeah. nothing, no. Yeah. Oh, that was rough because I had to unlearn all of Halo 5's teachings and, and relearn it in a new Halo. And I think I just because I, I got used to that being so normal, I thought thrust was going to be a normal option going forward, but it's not. And they've kind of like calmed back a little bit. It's still gone forward, but yeah, that. Dude, so many times the first couple matches I played, I was like, it's not working. My button's not working. Yeah. Oh, man, that was rough. <laughs> yeah, I actually, you guys were talking about the pistol. I felt like the pistol was really, I really loved the pistol, the sidekick in the first flight, because we got in the first flight, but I feel like they had changed it by the big team battle one. I had a harder time using it. Yeah, I don't. Did you notice I that? I didn't notice the difference as much. Yeah, but I, I could do. Be completely off. Maybe they didn't change it all. It's all in my head. But yeah, I had a lot harder time with that one. Um, Kevin, but you're, man, you the big team good... battle in that game was so solid, so solid, so much fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But it was tough to uh, though on that map because it was like so jagged and narrow. Like you didn't yeah. really like when you were getting in a vehicle. If you were on the ground, at least you didn't really have that like maneuverability to just go on the straight and narrow and speed around. You know, like when you're on something like coagulation in Halo Two, you just have that straight shot. Whereas in Halo Infinite, it was just like trying to maneuver all around. I still remember I was playing with um, our mods, Prey, and I was playing with Aaron. And then Joe hadn't hopped on yet. I played with him later. But I remember we were they had just gotten in a tank, and I was right with them. And I was like, oh, man, we are about to tear it up. Like, look out. And then coming around this rock, just around the side of it, is their tank. And I see them, like, turn in the, the cannon and look at us. And I was like, oh. It was like that moment from uh, Spider-Man 2002. Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> right when, right yeah. when Rick Collins about to die. And I was like, oh. Yeah. And then I got blasted. So, I don't know. It was yeah. fun, though. But, uh, Kevin, you made but, a good point with the sidekick, man. Uh, I, I think about that more and more. Like, I didn't... I wasn't too overly fond of the pistol, but um, the more I think about it as the sidekick, you know, representing what that name means, it's like, now nah, I can get behind that a lot more. It's like, yeah, it should be the secondary weapon. You know, not how Halo 5's pistol was the primary and even the preferable weapon. So definitely get that. It's a good point. So Kevin, you said you said that uh, you know campaign is your main thing. So have, are you caught up on all? Like I don't. Are you keeping yourself in the dark, or have you seen all the latest footage they put out? Um, I I think the last footage that I did see, um, was the one like where they introduced like the Harbinger and stuff. That's the last one that I do recall seeing. Um, okay, so you didn't see any of the IGN stuff that came out this week. 
I don't think so. No, I didn't see. Okay. It. Ooh, are you avoiding it on purpose, or you just haven't got around to it yet? Uh, I'm thinking, you know, in this day and age, it'll just end up running across me at some point. So. <laughs> I get that. Uh, I get that's that. That's true. It does okay. happen. Take it. it does okay, happen. so based on the because you said the last one you saw was the one with the harbinger and all that stuff. Uh, are you excited for the direction it looks like the story's taking? Or I, I, I mean, there's so much to unpack there. Like, are you sad that it's not pulling over as much from Halo Five? Are you? Excited about the Harbinger? What are you? What are you thinking about this story? Um, that's a good question because it can go in so many different directions. And from my perspective, I honestly, I honestly don't know what I want from it to be able to succeed. Or, um, one thing I will say is, uh, I want to be able to be able to fight with uh, elites on uh, fight fight on the side of elites again. Like say like. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to go on this mission and you're with half jaw and like some some of his elites and stuff and you have to go take out you know Jacob Rodomni or you know <laughs> just something like that would be really cool um I have no um expectations I guess for like for the bigger story I'm more so in the boat of just taking it as it comes I guess um um I actually was a fan though of uh cortana like kind of turning evil. You know, oh. I was a big fan of that from from Halo That's 2 cool. anyway, because the way the way it was set up, you know, it was like kind of like a mendicant bias kind of vibe. I, I really yeah. like that and stuff, you know. Yeah, I mean, and it seems like there's still, I mean, that part of it's still in Infinite, you know, from what we've seen. Like, Cortana's still bad and present in some way. We just don't know how much yet. Yeah, I think Find I think out. I could have got behind that idea, too. I just think the way it was done in 5 kind of threw me off. I, I wanted to go down a little bit differently. What do you have to say, Josh? Oh, no. Say. No, I'm just actually listening because I'm thinking, like, I it still surprised me how it came out in Halo 5. I wasn't expecting that at all, you know. I honestly, I still think back to the first, like, the moment when Chief has that, like, sort of vision of her or whatever, and I still yeah. remember in my head just... I didn't know what the end game was looking like, but I remember picturing, like, imagining it more akin to, like, him just getting her back. Like, kind of more formulaic, I guess. Yeah. But then the fact that they went in a different direction, I was like, I don't know if I hate this, but I don't know if I like this, but, like, this is crazy. I was like, this is yeah. pretty nuts. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it, when you first when Cortana first appears in Halo 5, she just appears over your comms. You know, you don't see her. You just hear her over yeah. your comms. And I was like, eh. I don't really like that. Like, to have this big reveal of this character you've loved for a decade and a half who died in the last game just appears on your comms out of nowhere while you're walking around in gameplay. Well, didn't they already kind of spoil that, too, like, before the game's released? Didn't they already kind of imply or or show that? They implied, yeah, that Cortana was coming back. Yeah. Man, I wish they hadn't. Yeah. I wish they hadn't. It wasn't the best. But, uh, well, who do you think the Harbinger is, Kevin, if you had to take a guess? Um, I would say some kind of, like, forerunner like maybe not a forerunner right out but maybe like one of their creations or something and those um those little minions too that uh fire the skirmishers out. yep yeah the, those guys uh they kind of just give me forerunner vibes for some reason i think it's just like a build off of you know prometheans or something mm. yeah well it could be i hope it's not a build off of, off of prometheans because it's not my favorite thing but uh <laughs> But you know, how do you I feel about the fat of the Prometheans? But I just didn't like how we went from like all the previous like the Bungie Halos to not seeing any forerunners, and then just killing them by the hundreds in like Halo Four and Five. You know, like they're nothing. Yeah, happened. well, they—that's the thing—is they kind of had a convoluted story explanation to make that happen because we're technically not really killing hundreds of forerunners in Halo Four and Five. We're killing 
hundreds of forerunner robots that have been composed. You know, they're basically AI that are, are, are there were living people, a mixture of living species and humans and forerunners that had been composed into AI and were fighting them. It's, it's just kind of convoluted. <laughs> Even, Brian's smiling as he's saying that, guys, because it's like, it just yeah. sounds it just sounds ridiculous, you know, when I say it out loud. Uh, but I, I actually enjoyed fighting the Prometheans a lot in Halo Four, believe it or not. But I just overall with their character design and the, the kind of how they came about, I'm just ready to move on from them. And so, but the skirmishers and the Harbinger looks really cool. Uh, the Harbinger talks about like. Uh, the forerunners lies in that trailer, so I'm like, I, I the prophets obviously lies. doesn't seem to be a the prophets lies, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I don't, I don't think it's a forerunner, but I get what you're saying. It's definitely something ancient or older or affiliated with them somehow. I'm sure, uh, but I'm, I'm really excited for that for that campaign. Um, yeah. So are you? Are, do you have any? Do you have your stuff like scheduled off for the, the December eighth, Kevin? Or are you gonna have to be at work or school or something? Um, I don't have it scheduled off. Um. I'll get the You're mature. I'll get the plates. Um, that's not. Yeah, what, look at this mature guy. Look, we're the we're the immature ones here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I I could take it off, but uh, like I'll get the plate. But I'm I'm like on a like at a crossroads. I honestly don't know what I want to do because I beat Halo Five on Legendary, and I told myself that's what I'm gonna do in Halo Infinite too. So I'm not sure if I'm gonna how long it's gonna take for me to beat it on. Um, legendary for that or if i want to go hop into the multiplayer but mm. if i do it on legendary that's going to take a while so maybe i'll miss out on some of the timed exclusive stuff for the multiplayer and stuff so interesting so you well think the nice like- thing is that battle pass though is it never expires so even if you do miss out you can still you know go back and play it but i get what you're saying if you're playing that on legendary especially with like the boss battle stuff they've shown off and the open world concept i feel like it's going to be it's going to take you a long time to beat that on legendary for sure. I was going to say, because uh, Kevin, so Brian is more, I, I'm sure we you've heard it on some of the episodes then, but um, Brian is, you know, someone who just prefers, he wants to go through the campaign and really consume the story and, and entertain it and then go through and replay it again a couple times and stuff like that. I'm like, I, I'm thinking I'm probably going to play through on Heroic and probably just uh, mess around with some of the objectives, the side quests, stuff I've like that. I've decided normal. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, well, I get that though. I get that though, and I might honestly do that, especially. I don't want to die that much as I try to cons- can get consume that story. Right, but then you're going to go on legendary your very first time through. Do you normally do that with Halos, or is it just like you kind of replay them? So and the you first do time that I actually did that for my first playthrough was Halo Five, mm. and it was uh, it was pretty rough. The revive system and everything, and it was just Ugh. hates it. Yeah, it so <laughs> and then it happened uh, maybe both. Well, about five months ago, maybe maybe a little sooner than that, I beat Halo 2 on Legendary, and I'm currently on my second playthrough of it on Legendary, and the way I see it is, it's, it can't be harder than Halo 2 Legendary, I mean, those Jack Snipers and those Berserk Brutes, and, you know, it can't. It just can't be worse than that. <laughs> you make fi- you make 15 minutes of progress, you don't see a Jackal in this... <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> yeah, so I'm thinking Reverse. There's going to be brutes with skewers. I'm thinking they're definitely going to be like that. Oh man, man. That that's could, that, you know what? That sounds fun. You make a you make if you put food or what is this food for thought? Because I can't speak because that would be hilarious if like the new like pain in the ass for Halo Infinite becomes brutes with skewers and everyone's like Skewer talking brutes. about them. Skewer bu- brutes. Shish kebab brutes. Shish kebab brutes. Yeah, dude. And talking about them. That'll and be the title of this podcast. Shish what do you think brutes. of that, Kevin, for a title for the podcast? <laughs> that sounds great. Episode 99, Shish kebab brutes. I think we're going to go with that. <laughs> What's that? What the hell is that? Yeah. Oh, man. No, that sounds, 
that 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 I like the I like the idea of that I really see, and that's another thing too. When you were talking about wanting to have them like stuck to a wall, I wish I feel like it's kind of wrong almost to me to just want this so badly since everything's new and I should just appreciate it as is. But I would really love if I could grapple shot a grunt toward me, have him fly at me, screaming at the top of his lungs with Joe Staten's voice in my ear, and then just melee him. You know, just smack the grunt across the face. I think that would be so. It doesn't satisfying. seem like it's going to let you do that, though. No, I know. Maybe, maybe that'll be a, like an upgrade in the campaign. Hey, that'd be you. really cool. Then I would feel. That needs tired. to be an upgrade. Come on, right? Yeah. It sounds like hilarious. You hold, you hold down a button to pull towards you instead of going towards them. It's yeah, like an upgrade. Yeah, yeah Chief's like, like, I don't want to move. I want you to move. Come close. Just, just, just implement it into the game. Three, four, three. It's game development. It's not that hard. Yeah, just, make just it flip screen. a switch. Yeah. Like imagine, a- imagine if you accidentally like grapple shot the wrong one, and you got that little fucker with dual wielding plasma grenades coming right at your face, and you're like, "What have I done?" And you blow up. What have I done? Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Now this, this is. I think this will be a fun, interesting question, Kevin. What is an opinion, or a take, or a hot take you have about Halo? That you could say to get get that you believe to get the people get people arguing get people stirred up it could be about anything in Halo. Um, I don't have anything off the top of my head. You kind of put me on the spot with that one. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, no, I totally did. Totally did. Um, I mean, I mean, I do you like? Are you a big fan of Sprint or something? Um, I'm a fan of Sprint. Obviously, I get the the lure of having no sprint and stuff you know it makes yeah. it really fluid and everything but um i guess one thing i could say maybe this everyone think maybe it's not even a hot take but i would really love to see like some dlc where you just play as like uh just as an elite you know as an arbiter or something you know something just just in that realm would be really cool you know I mean, I think, luckily, I think that's pretty much confirmed. I mean, I feel like that's, you know, with the 10-year plan for Halo Infinite and the fact that the menu says campaigns, plural, not campaign, it seems all but in a certain thing that we're going to get different uh, story of DLCs over the year. Hopefully you get ones you play as the Arbiter, you can play as an ODST, you can play as, uh, you know, hopefully, okay, well, you know what, I just realized what the most important question is here. Now be very careful what you say, Kevin. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what do you think of Roland? Oh man, I just <laughs> listened to one of you guys' episodes where you guys were dogging on him so hard. <laughs> and that scene is so funny in Halo 5 where he's like almost like defending Cortana. Like yeah. that's like so cringe. I, I don't like it him. It is. I don't, I don't like him. <laughs> it's I okay if that, you yeah. did though. It's okay if you did though to be clear. I love you. Yeah. Yeah, because when, when they're talking, he's just like, do you got what? And he like puts his face he back. He has that he's face like, with like, Huh? Oh, fuck! Like, you're gonna are you guys me? trying to say that? Oh, shit! You gonna talk <laughs> over me again? Oh, <laughs> uh, hell no! And what's so funny is when we put in the end clip in the last episode, I, I actually I didn't tell you this, Josh. I got Erica to laugh out loud in the car. We were listening. So as soon as we got to recording that episode, it was like the next day we had to go out of town. So I was listening to our episode back in the car. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we get done talking, and you know Jeff Steicher goes, "Keep it sacred," then. Immediately loud over our car, Roland comes over. He goes, "Is anybody gonna listen to me?" <laughs> and Erica just started dying. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, that's oh, fantastic to hear. That. That's great. Yeah, I'll, oh, we'll man. dog well, Roland any hey, day. Hey, Kevin. Actually, so how, Josh, are, I was gonna. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. How are you gonna feel, Kevin, if you see Arbiter show up? If he's mentioned, I mean, is that gonna be exciting for you? As you uh, said, he's yes, your favorite. That's like I've always like since Halo Two when I played that the. Halo 2 back when I was younger 
I always like just replayed the Arbiter missions over and over. I was always just so infatuated with it, you know, because obviously the Spartans are cool. They're really badass, but you know, the, the elites like they're just something different, you know, like other worlds. Yeah. You know, they how they look, how like their mannerisms yeah. and everything. Oh, definitely they nailed it with Halo Two for sure. Um, so I've always been a huge fan of them. I'm gonna be so hype. He looked so cool in Halo Five. He did, like, dude. I yeah. thought so. But, like, you can kind of see they didn't want to fall on make him look like another regular elite, you know, not just from an armor standpoint, but, like, how, like, he looked like his body figure and everything, you know. So they just, yeah. I hope they just bring it back to, like, keep that Halo 5 look, but make it look like a Halo 2-esque elite or how they look in Halo Infinite already. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Was it weird for you with that being your with Halo Two being your first experience? What was it like going to something like, you know, some of the other Halos that didn't let you play as like an elite or anything like that? You know, like ODST, you know, Reach and and so on, like to, even to four and stuff like that. Was that was that kind of a bummer or was that something that you just accepted? Um, that's something I just kind of accepted. It was kind of a bummer, and and Halo Four when they didn't let you do it, I was like, okay, you know not a big deal it's whatever and then halo mm-hmm. 5 came out same thing i was like okay well, maybe halo infinite will do it and then halo infinite <laughs> is coming out and now you can i'm like okay you know and a lot of people <laughs> complain about you know oh elites have different hitboxes and stuff you know but if you play the campaign you're already shooting elites on the regular in the head so i don't think it's that huge of a deal it would just be so cool you know it's more character customization there for sure Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I hope, you know, we've got 10 years of Infinite. I feel like there needs to be a DLC, even if it's a campaign DLC that comes out another six years from now, you know, where it's just it's a campaign where you play as the Arbiter, or, or at least an Elite, and then they introduce, like, Elites as playable in some fashion. That would be a really cool... I mean, obviously, we're going to have to pay for it, but, I mean, I'd be willing to drop 30 40 bucks for a campaign add-on that gave you, like, a whole... Arbiter campaign and the ability to play as elites in multiplayer. I think that's something people are definitely going to like hope to expect to see in in time. That uh, infinitely sounds yeah, better like, than playing as Roland in DLC. I'll tell you that much. I would pay not to play as Roland. Actually, Josh, I was going to I was going to say maybe it'll be a little a pleasure here for Kevin. Yeah. Could you do me a favor, Josh. I want you to pull up that most recent iTunes review we got. Could you do that for me? Yeah. I want. Yeah, I can. Absolutely. I want Kevin to you be want here. To read, you want me to read it right so, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Kev, I, so Kevin, we got. Yeah. Well, go ahead, Josh. No, I was going to actually well, say, I, was just say we got, I had a uh, spider just run across my, like the, the table, and it scared the shit out of me, but I've just been staring at it the entire time as we're recording. What a I trooper. I go on the wire yeah. and then climb up, and, I'll, uh, and then I'll freak out. So, Kevin, but, you know how we, we always say like on the episodes, like if you leave us a five-star review on iTunes, you can say whatever you want, and we'll say it on the podcast? Yes. Well, somebody sent a iTunes review in recently. We haven't got to read off yet, and they were... It seems as if they weren't happy about Roland, so about what we said about Roland. So let's let's Josh, go okay. ahead and read this off. Yeah, this is from someone by the name of Trainer Ransom, uh, with the title "Unofficial Sacred Icon Announcement." Roland is a vital and beloved part of the Halo franchise. He is one of the most well-written and acted characters in the entirety of the Halo universe. Without him, Halo fours and Halo four and five are lesser, and the Bungie Halo games are obsolete. This is why today on the podcast, we, Josh and Brian, founders and creators of Sacred Icon, are announcing that Roland is officially our favorite character and is hereby made the unofficial mascot of Sacred Icon. Wow. We love Roland. We love him. Every time we see a vibrant orange sunset, we remember his majesty and can't help but weep tears of pure jubilation. 
Roland would never run from a fight, just as we can't run from our true feelings of affection for our favorite AI and overall character in Halo, Roland. Keep it sacred. <laughs> Who's that from? That was from uh, well, uh, tra- Trainer Ransom. So I'm not sure. Trainer could Ransom. could be just a Man. default name that they give. Yeah. Yeah. R- Roland is, uh, he's great. He is the mascot. <laughs> we'll, we'll update the icon here. We'll, we'll, we'll become Sacred Roland. Thank you for sending that in, though, uh, whomever that was. But oh We my got God. that, like, oh. days ago. We laughed hysterically because yeah. we are like, this is ridiculous. We Kevin, can- is there any is there any character in Halo, well, just, yeah, in Halo's history that you just absolutely loathe that you just cannot stand? Or are you pretty pretty mellow on, on all those types of characters? Um, there is none that really stand out to me right now there's a couple like lines i guess from certain characters that i don't like like when uh sorry josh uh when no, you're good. palmer uh whatever she's <laughs> the chief she's like oh i thought you'd be taller like dude this guy's been dominating <laughs> since 01 what are you saying uh and then, it definitely gave people a reason to not like her i will say that i get that completely yeah yeah I and appreciate then, that. Uh, I didn't like how uh, Miranda Keys was handled in Halo 3. She had some really cringy lines. Like, one I can think yep. of is whenever uh, that Marine... It's like one of the very first missions. Uh, she's like, yeah. oh, so, uh, uh, where, where should they meet up? And she's like, to war. <laughs> <laughs> I cringe every time because what's worse is she's walking away and he says, where should we meet up? And she cocks the pistol and she goes, to war. And then the mission starts and she turns around and comes back. Yeah. She does come back. It's like I've never noticed that, but that's definitely a great yeah. point. That's very funny. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, so, you, so Bungie, you literally set it up for a cutscene moment, but then you just have her turn around and go, oh yeah, guys, so what's for dinner? <laughs> you know, yeah, like, I joked with my friend when that cutscene came up. We we're like, uh, are you serious? Like, where, where should they really go? We're trying to run this operation here. <laughs> I know. I feel like that yeah. guy's just hanging there. Like, uh, okay, I get that, but like, we kind of need to. Can you GP? Can you put that on the GPS, please? Wherever that war yeah, is. Yeah, like, uh, everyone get behind Miranda and just run into battle with your pistols. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, I guess we're all um, going to die. Thanks, Miranda. Thank uh, you. Kevin, is there anyone, and if, if there's not, it's a completely good, okay answer. Is there anyone from Bungie or 343 that you look at as, like, a, a staple of Halo or someone you really like to hear from, like, it works with on Halo over the years? Um, a real obvious one, um, one for sure for me is Marty O'Donnell, just his just the soundtrack and all yeah. the Halo games are just so good you know we yeah. don't talk you about think that of Halo 4's soundtrack that didn't have him and 5 as well 4 and 5 um, like did you like the I soundtrack I was a huge fan of those soundtracks no mm. um, I did like the Halo 4 made many soundtrack though I did it was definitely set up a do it Josh that's the yeah. one. Yeah. No, that, I, I really like... That's the gets good. I also enjoyed 4 and 5 soundtrack. I enjoyed 4 more than 5s, but it, it didn't compare to the original games for sure. It, but I'm sure from playing the technical preview, what did you think of the Infinite soundtrack so far? It was really good. It was really yeah. good. No complaints here. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really awesome. I think awesome. I'm in the minority yeah. of people that I don't like the music that plays, at least in, forgetting if they did it in Big Team Battle, I'm assuming they did, but it's the music that plays like near the end of a Slayer match. It's that kind of like just low oh, beat yeah. stuff. Like I just I don't know. Like I don't. It doesn't fill Halo, but I know it's supposed to fill that void. It's supposed to just have this like capping off the end of a match type feel. I don't know, but I just don't like gel with it. But I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I, th- I think it's one of those things for me. It's just new. There's there's still a lot in Infinite that's like there's stuff that's familiar, but there's also the stuff that's new. And I think. 
the stuff that's new that I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this is stuff that I'm definitely going to come around to. It's just like, I'm, I get so used to certain things being the way they are. And especially with it's, it's weird because this is like the longest gap in time that we've had with halo with a halo game. Right. So it's, for me, I, I just, you know, and e- each one's iterated off the other one and tried to build off that in some way, whereas Infinite is very much its own, like, amalgamation, but yet it's got its own DNA on it. It's, they really went in a different territory, so it's I think that's another thing for me is it's jarring at times, but definitely not a bad thing. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, I got three questions for you, Kevin. What is the mission you loathe the most playing in all of Halo? The mission you're just like, I hate playing this mission. Hmm. Um, one that stands out right away that came to my mind was um, Uprising in Halo 2. Um, I love that oh, mission, okay. but I also don't like it just because, like, right, it's like so, it's like so congested. It's like telling you where to go every single time. There's no openness to it, and uh, especially on when you play it on Legendary, um, right when you get to the last part where those two wraiths are, right before you get down there. Your, they're like this menu title will show up and your crosshairs and shit will go away and there's a jackal sniper that's right there so you can't shoot him and yeah just, oh. just the super linearity of that level I felt like it had a lot of missed potential in that level um, it's was really that the cool. arbiter level? yep it's with the arbiter level I thought yeah. so mm-hmm. thought so uh, yeah, that's I'm I'm glad I asked because that's an interesting take. Everyone says the, either the level Cortana from Halo Three or the library from Halo One, so that's definitely different. Yeah, cool also, hear that. yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up too. Cortana from Halo Three, um, the gameplay of it was fine. One thing I didn't like is how the art style was so completely different from Halo Two. It's like you couldn't recognize that it was like high charity almost. I could see yeah, that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I could see that. Different for sure. What is your favorite mission in all of Halo? Oh wow, of my favorite mission all of Halo, it's definitely a Halo Two mission. I probably have to say, uh, is it quarant? Yeah, it's just quarantine zone from Halo Two. That's Ooh. probably my favorite mission. Just the action is so jam packed on that level. I'm a huge uh, fan girl for elites and everything. So, oh hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so impressed with your answers, Kevin, because they're most obscure, different answers than we're used to getting. Everyone it, usually—it's refreshing, man. It's really refreshing. It's refreshing. Quarantine zone, yeah. The last time I played that on sure. Legendary, I actually ended up having a genuinely good time with it because normally I used to hate that. It felt like a slog to me to get through, but I see what you're saying. It does help me. Well, actually, a spinoff question: How did you feel? What was it like for you? you said Halo Two was your first game. What was it like for you, man, getting to see Halo 2 with anniversary graphics and then oh, playing wow. through it with yes. that? That's a great question because I wish I remember the specific time. It must have been around like 2010 or 2011. Uh, so whenever uh, Halo 2 came out, I got the 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 edition with the with the documentary. That's the version of Halo 2 I got. And yeah. It yeah. Around uh, 2010 or 2011. I remember like looking at that case. I didn't. St- I still didn't have. I didn't have the original Xbox at the time. And I remember looking at that case, just thinking, "Man, I just wish I could play Halo 2 again." You know, not even like anniversary or anything like that. Just to be able just to play it again. Like I was feeling like nostalgic for it. I was kind <laughs> yeah. of almost like forgetting what the missions were like and stuff. And then whenever, I wish I really would have remembered because whenever MCC came out, I got it, but. I remember. I don't remember specifically, but I know at the time I was so hype 
playing through that the nostalgia was like blasting through me and everything it was <laughs> yeah just, it was a great time yeah was, was, what well that okay. kind of makes me wonder next like what was the most hyped you've ever been for halo was it halo 2 anniversary coming out the most hype uh i gotta say probably um either that or halo infinite now Mm. So okay, and that that's my that's perfect because that's my last question. Out of out of ten, what would you say how hyped you are for Halo Infinite right now? Uh, I'll give it like an like an eight. I'll give it like an eight. Eight out of ten. That's pretty good, Very man. Nice. I love the level headedness of this guy. Like, yeah, you're you're only twenty, Kevin, but your level headedness tells me you're like forty. This is great. You're like, oh, yeah, I'll play it when I get way, yeah. yeah, I don't need to request off work. You know, oh, it's yeah. eight out of ten. I like it. Yeah. Um, no, I was going to say, though, Kevin, uh, not real, to, real quick, Brian, I'm sorry. I don't want to, I just don't want to forget, but no, bringing it back to quarantine uh, zone, that's what I was going to say was uh, when I played through that on the anniversary graphics, I was just like, man, I love like the Arbiter levels now. They're so much more enhanced and everything, just getting to see the color palette. But you're right. I mean, I think you make a good point. Like them kind of having this muddiness to them or, or, or just being different and stuff is something that I think really applies to just the Arbiter and the types of missions this guy's supposed to be going on and, and what he's got to deal with and stuff like that. But I feel like they got to shine even more, you know, especially in the Anniversary Edition. And I still, I don't know, I, I if they ever do a Halo 3 Anniversary one, I don't even know if I'll be able to walk away from that feeling like as, as odd as I was with 2's Anniversary. Did you, when MCC came out, did you immediately jump into Halo 2 Anniversary, or did you like start from chronologically and just work your oh, way no, through? Oh, no, I would write to Halo 2. I would write <laughs> to Halo 2. Very nice, very nice. Because I, Brian, yeah, I... You've I heard th- our story before. We yeah. started with one, but... Well, I wanted to, to go to two first. Yes, yeah, thanks to me, and thank you for that, Brian. Although I paid for it in the end, not getting that achievement and getting kicked. That's <laughs> yeah. terrible. And me looking you in the face laughing, and you wanted to punch me. Yeah, uh, yeah, all yeah. true. <laughs> all true. So I win. Yeah. <laughs> all true. Um, yeah, but Kevin, not so not to put you on the spot, but is there any questions you had for me or Josh, or anything you want to talk about in particular, or uh, is there something in the future you would love to hear us cover on the podcast? Um, nothing in specific, I guess. Um, as far as the future, honestly, I would just like you guys just uh maybe just like cover like a specific Halo game or something and just go through it, you know, level by level, you know, just mm, talking okay. about it. You guys, you guys' thoughts on it and stuff. That would be cool. It would be amazing if we could do guys, it. Uh, I was watching you guys play through a Halo One, and you guys are really hilarious when you guys play that game. Oh wow, that oh, is very cool it, to hear. That is actually we would, very, very cool. We we were playing for like Halo Two and like the other games and stuff. That'd be really cool. Oh man, yeah, man, it might we might make it happen sometime. We we were originally planned to do that, but we just didn't feel like people wanted it bad enough, so we didn't do any more than that. But yeah, it'd be we cool to, to re-promote that. that. We need to, yeah, Halo Two is my favorite as well, and I would love if we. I don't know when we'll get up to it because it took so much effort, but you know we did that Halo Four retrospective with Haruspis. It would be so cool for me and Josh to do like a Halo Two retrospective because that's what's got the background. That'd be a big, juicy, the, massive one. Oh, the Max Hoberman stuff with the podcast that's going we'd right now. We'd have to do a I rewatch mean, through of the Halo Two making of that. Oh, yeah, we'd have to. Uh, we, already, we already did that on a podcast. I know, but we just we'd we'd have to redo it. It had to be a part yeah, of it. Yeah, it's uh, Halo Two would be really cool, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Kevin. I've. I mean, we've really enjoyed having you here. We've really enjoyed your all your support on Patreon and and in the seeing that, has, that you've yeah, watched the YouTube so videos play through. Yeah, it's so flattering to us because we really enjoyed that. Did you finish all those then? Uh, no, I was. I'm like halfway through uh, Halo, and 
yeah, I just started, but just those first couple episodes, it's it's just really nice to watch you guys do that. I appreciate it, man. The part <laughs> we get to all the photographer where I start laughing hysterically because of the warthog getting stuck. Uh, oh, was silent crying, photographer, dude. was it? Yeah, was it silent photographer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jesus, that was but, fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Kevin. Oh, yeah, we appreciate having you here so much. Um, we're, we're just glad to have you part of the community. We hope that you really enjoy uh, Halo Infinite when it comes out. Hopefully, we get to play with you. We'll have to get your gamer tag and get you added on there so we can play Halo Infinite Absolutely, together. Man. Um, Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, don't feel any pressure to be in the Discord more, but we'd love to keep talking to you with that stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah man. Uh, if, uh, I'll, I'll pass over to Josh. But if there's if there's nothing more you for sure want to talk about or and you, not that you need to. I'm just making sure you have the opportunity if you want to bring up anything. You, but what, what do you think, Kevin? Are you anything on your mind, or are we? Um, I think I'm good as of now. I can't really think of anything in particular. Oh hell yeah, yeah man, no, dude! Totally cool, Kevin, man. it was it was we'll awesome to have you on, dude, and just to get to know you. And I love it's it's honestly refreshing getting to talk to someone so much younger that's in the Halo because I think that's something that. Um, like you've given us a ton of different perspectives that we've not heard before just in terms of like some of your favorite levels least favorite levels and like uh expectations and then also just like hopes and wants and stuff like that it's it's cool to hear that because especially for me at 33 um i just you know most people are either close to my age or they're a little bit older and stuff like that so it's kind of around that group but i don't actually know too many people that are, are around your age that have a more fresh take on it especially with something like infinite so i got one final question for you and that is what do you do you hope i mean i feel like i feel like it's a it's a yes but um what do you what do you hope with with halo infinite's kind of legacy to be because you know it's you being younger i know there's just such a different market out there for multiplayer than that was out there when i was more you know around your age so you know do you think infinite's gonna really be able to overtake you know a lot of stuff like you know uh, battle royale games like fortnite and stuff or do you, do you think it'll just you know maybe not be able to penetrate that market do you think it'll it'll gravitate like do a lot of your friends are a lot of your friends also excited for infinite or is it more so just you where do you think where um, do you see that going yeah in my friend group i'm definitely the biggest halo fan for sure like i have friends who do like halo mm-hmm. but it's mainly just me and i do believe that it will be able to do that just because uh, it's obviously going free to play so that in itself is already going to bring a lot of people in um yeah and I, I just believe so that that it, that it it definitely has the potential too. So, yeah, hell yeah, that's awesome to hear actually from someone your age too. Because all the more like I, I don't I don't know what the market's like for for people in their early twenties and then, but I I would hope that this is going to be something that people can latch onto, especially like you said with it being free to play for the multiplayer. Like you'd hope that the people who maybe wouldn't try that would maybe jump into it. So yeah, hell yeah, man. Yeah, the current impressions for Infinite. Is compared to Battlefield 2042 and Vanguard, they're a lot better. There's a, a lot, lot more better. hype building around yep. that. So it's a good time for Halo to come out. The competition doesn't seem to be too stiff. So yeah, never better. But yeah, better Kevin. Time to be once again, we thank you so much for having you here. Uh, Josh and I have really enjoyed getting to know you. We enjoy your support so much. Um, yeah, man. I just I hope uh, hope Infinite lands for all of us. We have a great time playing it, uh, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this shish kebab brute episode of the podcast <laughs> here at Sacred Icon. <laughs> And as always, keep it sacred. I remember watching one of the, like, really, this really early on episode, and you guys, it was like a patron thing that you guys were doing, and it was like only for a couple dollars, and you guys could, you could be on the show, and then I saw you guys had so many episodes, and I was like, oh, can I really be on the show? And then I went <laughs> way down, and then it was, you had to be a sacred boy, and I was like, oh, damn, that's, that's 50 big ones. <laughs> I was like, I gotta do it, though. I have to be on the show, because... Honestly, it's so cool being able to 
just express my feelings like for Halo and stuff because I don't have a whole lot of people around me that you know that have that same expression as me. So 